Hello, everybody. It is spring, and it's another episode of the Nadia Murdoch Fit Mind and Body Podcast. Today, I have on Katie Bressack, and it's so funny. I think I've known Katie now about six years, and we only officially met each other in person maybe a couple of months ago. <laughs> everybody, welcome Katie Bressack. Hey, Katie. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, so um, I'll tell everybody really quick how we met. I met Katie through a mutual friend, Jacqueline Mullen, who I think, if I can recall, I also met through social media. So it's social media just extending itself even more. And um, Katie, why don't you share with everybody uh, what your company is about? I just love the array of stuff that you're doing to help women get healthy. So why don't you share with everybody? Of course. Yes. So thanks for having me. Um, so I do a lot of a lot, a lot of nutrition and wellness for women and women's health. I do one-on-one personalized sessions. I have a group program. I also do corporate wellness because what I noticed when I first started getting into nutrition was that a lot of the information that we were taught was really not super helpful for my clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you dive deeper and deeper into it, you realize that most of the information has been made for men. Like all the research on health, all the diets, like all the things that we've been bombarded with our whole life are for men. So, duh, like obviously <laughs> it doesn't work for women, right? But we've we've been kind of like programmed to believe that one one thing fits all right within my my own business I really try to take a a really a personalized approach to nutrition health and hormones because god the older I get the more I realize like how (laughs) much they regulate everything yeah (laughs) it's going on in my body as I'm sure you know as well Mm -hmm. I really got I really tapped into my hormones and how with one of my um, thyroid health, I had a thyroidectomy on 2015 and I just started to really like dive into hormones and the thyroid gland and all that stuff. And I just became more aware. I didn't realize how much of an effect my thyroid gland and the hormones it produces and all that stuff. The little, little gland has on the entire body. Um, And then of course as well, I have, I have had endometriosis. And so that got me diving into hormones and what I'm eating and what's feeding, like, you know, just so much. So I love how you have a specialization and how you're really helping women, because I think the more that I've just put myself, I've just made myself open to learning about this, the more I'm meeting other women that are struggling with this as well. So same, like it's kind of unbelievable how many women have thyroid conditions. I also have um, hypothyroidism and you go to the doctor's office or you start talking to people about this. And so many women are being diagnosed with things that, how do I say this nicely? Like diagnosed, (laughs) diagnosed with things that could be helped with diet. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's going to solve everything, but it could definitely support and help women feel better and none of my doctors ever bring that up with me Hmm. I really think it takes a, a well first I think it's important that we're our own advocate right go, yes. in, go in 
with our own self-education on what we're there for and what we hope to achieve with your relationship with your doctor. And then also, I feel like a lot of doctors, not all, but some are kind of just very textbook. And I don't think that they're open to, I mean, I just saw an endocrinologist and I said, oh, what about diet and you know, stuff like, she's like, not really, like, she, like, kind of brushed it off, and I was just like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I'm not yeah. coming back here. <laughs> I know, and it's, it's challenging to, to, first of all, you have to find the time to research and find a good doctor, and then, yeah. you know, but it's really important, and I totally agree with you. I think we should be our own health advocates. I think when my doctors see me coming in, like, I always have a journal with me. I always put, <laughs> like, notes on my phone. I and- love it. I can tell they're getting aggravated because I'm taking up like way more time than other people. Mm. But I'm like, if I'm going to drive, I live in LA now. I'm like, if I'm going to get in the car and mm-hmm. drive in traffic to see you, I'm going to ask you everything. Right. Of course. And I think that's the problem. It's, it's not like a factory. Like you can't just see your patient in 10 minutes, give them a prescription and boot them out. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. And so I think you're right. It does. It's, it's all about... It's almost like dating, right? It's like trying yes. to learn until you find the right doctor that works for you. So is that why you wanted to create something personalized because of your own experiences and you wanted to be able to give that to your clients? Yeah. So when I started getting into health when I was living in New York City and I was in corporate at the time and I was in marketing and I just never felt healthy, even though I felt as if I was eating as healthy as possible. Um and I constantly was getting like colds and sick, like just random flus and sicknesses. Uh, I know there's more germs around the subway. I get it. <laughs> but like none of my other friends were as sick as often as I was. And I kept getting sinus infections. They kept giving me antibiotics. And finally, I'm like, this is not working. Like, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's not helping me. And I found a holistic doctor. And this was over 10 years ago. So I know it's a little bit more mainstream now, depending on where you live, but not necessarily. Um, And she was like asking me all these questions about my sleep and my diet and my stress. And I just assumed that she was going to do that whole like 10 minute conversation with me and send me on my way. And I was there for an hour. Nice. It was like my, oh, it was amazing. Unfortunately, she retired like two months later. Oh, no. I know. It took me like a year to find her and she was gone, but (laughs) she totally changed my life. And it was, it was the first time that somebody told me, and it wasn't even that she was telling me, it was like, she was empowering me that I was the leader of my own health. I love that. Where every other doctor was like, oh, you don't feel well. Here's a prescription. Take this medicine. You'll feel better. Right. And she was empowering me and teaching me to question my diet to question my stress, to question my sleep, to take some time for myself. And it was, and she didn't even give me a prescription for like any medication. She gave me a prescription for a neti pot. Yes. Probiotics. And then she's like, girl, you need to learn how to chill. She's like, you're not even 30 years old yet. And you're way too stressed out. Like if you keep going at this rate, you're always going to be sick. And I'm like, well, all my friends are stressed out. I'm like, we live in New York city. Yes. <laughs> right. I know. Oh my I, gosh. Yes. Yeah. But I How- really took that in. I was like, okay, so if she's telling me this, 
and I'm feeling like this, there's got to be a connection. And there, uh, there so is. And that's when I like really dove in. I started to go into yoga. I started going at lunchtime at work. I started researching health and wellness. Like it was beca- became kind of like my like thing. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy to like really start researching and diving into things. And, and there's so much information. It's so much over information overload and you could Google one thing and get 50% saying yes and 50% saying no. Right. Um, and I was like, I want to know more. So going back to school, diving in, learning more. And then when I came out of that being like, okay, how can I simplify? How can I make it personalized? The nutrition aspect of it. And how can I really help women? Because mm-hmm. I just feel like so many of the, frustrations that we have is because we're trying to fit into a mold for men and the way that men eat and the way that we eat obviously should be different but we've never really gotten that that education around it um thank goodness more recently there's been this huge huge shift it definitely needs a bigger shift but definitely a huge change since I even started doing this and even when you know my my mom and I talked to my mom all the time because we were the healthy kids in the neighborhood. Like no, <laughs> nobody wanted to come to our house because we didn't have white. We didn't have Wonder Bread. We yes. Oh bread. my God. You and I are so like. My mom was a nurse. I never had snacks. I yeah. only had like maybe oatmeal cookies. Yes. I never had bread. Uh, white bread. Oh my God. I would only <laughs> get my junk food fix at birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So it was like none of my friends, they were like, we love your house. You have a pool, but you don't have good food. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love this. So would you say that your idea of Katie Bresnack Wellness, like your company kind of sparked with the visit from that doctor? Did that doctor like basically change your life, would you say? Oh, for sure. Because it really felt empowering. And I feel like not many doctors empower us yeah. to be our own health advocate, right? Yeah, yeah. And she was basically like, you've got to do this. Like, y- your health is in your hands. I was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I've never had this conversation with any of the doctors. And I had gone to, like, so many different doctors because I had a sinus infection that I kept getting every other, few, like, every other three weeks for a year. Oh. Um, it was It was horrible. I mean, it's just, like, you can't really – think clearly when you don't feel no well. it's like a headache and yeah like, yeah oh. what was it connect if you don't mind me asking what did that end up being connected to so a lot a lot of different things so number one I ate I used to eat a lot of dairy uh-huh. um she was educating me on how dairy creates a lot of mucus in the body and I was like oh that makes sense I have a lot of mucus all the time <laughs> um so we talked about diet, and I think the first thing I really experimented with was having less dairy, which was very challenging because dairy was just, like, my comfort food. It was my go-to food. Yeah. Um, whenever I needed any to eat, like, I just took a block of cheese out of the fridge and had cheese and crackers. Yes. So a lot of the, the, the diet played a part in it. Um, sleep. I was not sleeping well at all. I had terrible insomnia and stress. So she's like, we've got to really look at your whole pick, your whole health here, really look at your diet and figure out what foods are going to nourish you and keep you healthy 
Mm-hmm. And then she's like, we've also got to look at like, why are you not sleeping? Like what, why is this job called? Is it the job? Is it the relationship you're in? Like, what is the trigger? Like what's the starting point? Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I changed so much. Like it's, it, it's crazy. I was also probably like going out too much and living it up in my twenties. Of course but, it's New York. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. But I really did listen and I really started listening to my body. And that was kind of the one thing I really took out of that hour session with her was like, it's my body. I've got to listen to what my body needs, not what my friend's bodies need, like not Mm -hmm. what like the magazines are telling me to do, but like, what does my body need? And over the years, just discovering that like my body cannot handle stress the way that I thought it could. Like, absolutely I don't know many people that can handle stress, but like my body cannot handle high levels of stress. Like I, it, I automatically start not feeling well when I'm under like high stress situations. So and, here's the question really quick to yeah. interject because I feel like you're describing part of my former self and part of my current self. <laughs> uh, did you know you were stressed when you were stressed? I, yes and no. I definitely knew that I was working really long hours. Like I would go yeah. into work at like nine, nine thirty, and leave sometimes at seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's a, that's a long day. Yeah. Um. So I knew that I was putting in a lot of hours, but not compared to like my friends. Like I had friends that were lawyers that were at work until like two, three o'clock in the morning uh-huh. and then would have to go back at nine o'clock the next day. So I was like, well, yeah, I know I have a lot on my plate, but not as much as my friends. So I can't be that stressed. And something that I keep relearning (laughs) is that your baseline changes, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was that stressed, it was just my norm. Like I just, that was kind of like just the way I felt every day. So it became like the way I normally felt. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I was overwhelmed, but it wasn't any different than the way I felt the day before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started like really looking at my moods and my sleep and my periods mm-hmm. and how all these things were connected. And I still, it's still a lesson that I'm learning. Like last year, we were fortunate enough to take a little bit of time off from, from work at the end of the year. And I, I'll tell you, when I came back, I felt completely reset. It was like my body, like I didn't even know that I was like stressed out last year. I had a lot going on, but it didn't feel like that. Right. And then coming back and having a new baseline and being like, oh, this is probably my like where I should be. Right. In my body, this is where I probably how I could be feeling every day. So if I start feeling out of body at this point, I got to reel it back in rather than working at probably like, I don't know, a seven, maybe I'm down to like a three or four ish. Amazing. I'm like, it was life changing. And it was because I had Epstein bar last year and the doctor kept being like, you need to relax. I'm like, I, I am like, I, I really like, I, I'm stepping back. Like I do feel relaxed. And it wasn't until like I went away and I'm like, Oh, I guess I wasn't. <laughs> So here's my question. Like, how I remember you telling me about this trip. You were gone for like, was it three months? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. Okay. So think about it. When you think about the amount of vacation the average American gets, which is one week, Mm -hmm. like it it probably takes 
that person one week just to relax on vacation and then you're back at it all over again so like oh yeah you being away for six weeks I mean I can't even imagine how zen you came back from from your time away it was incredible and I don't know like whenever I took vacations before like you don't even get relaxed until like Thursday yes. and then on Friday you're like oh god you get stressed all over again you get to go to work on Monday yeah um exactly. yeah it was it was life-changing and I was just joking with a friend this morning and she, I was she was giving her an update on the Epstein's bar and I was like next time I like don't feel well I'm just gonna take a long vacation rather yeah. than like going to different doctors and trying to figure it out I'm like maybe I just need a break a break and a much longer break than you would normally t- that I would normally take I've right. never taken that much time off um but it was just we were like joking about it I'm like maybe that maybe uh, and you know we kind of know that as Americans we work so long and we push right. ourselves so hard and we're always striving and if you look at other some other countries not all other countries and you're like huh they they have a much different work-life perspective yes Europe we do yes in (laughs) Europe it's like oh totally different and oh man and they're happier they have less and they don't need more I mean it's just such a different mindset my husband and and I always joke about um because we were in Italy a few years ago he had to go for work and we all we were joking because I was like well they just get it. They've been around forever. Like, <laughs> right? Like, the Italians, like, they, you know, they were kind of, like, the first, like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, God. I'm, like, losing my thoughts. But, like, you know, the, the Roman Empire fell. Yeah. Right? And they're still here. <clears throat> so it's almost like they're, like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're fine. Yeah. It's, it's like, a different mentality. And it's so, like part of their lives and if you look up look at their food like I was just gonna say that I go anywhere out of this country I can eat dairy a little bit of dairy I can have bread and I don't feel sick I don't feel bloated I don't have mucus um so there's a lot to be said about they have less stress they have a different perspective about life but their quality of food is a thousand times better than ours. I totally agree. Just even like, <clears throat> like their lifestyle. Like I feel like they would sit and eat dinner and have true conversation and just enjoy the meal. Whereas like as a society, we're just constantly pressed for time and constantly go, 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 go. Like we don't take a moment to just really enjoy what we're doing. So oh, yeah. I, I, I always tell my clients, I'm like, next time you go out to eat, I just want you to, don't stare at people, but just, like, look around <laughs> and see how fast people are eating. Yeah. Because that's how fast you're eating, too. <laughs> yeah. True. Very true. And it changes everything. And I do the same thing sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to eat. Or I know that I need to eat, but why did I schedule this other meeting Oh, girl, right when I'm supposed to? today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, okay, so I really want to know, what do you love most about what you do? I could just hear it in your voice. You're very passionate about what you do, how you've discovered your love. Like, I just want to know in your day to day, whether it's virtual training, group calls, one on one, what do you love most about what you do? I, God, so many things. But I think like what I love the most is that as, as women, 
we're feeling more confident, right? Like when we know how to take care of ourselves and we are taking the time to take care of ourselves, we feel so confident and then we're like kicking ass, right? Like (laughs) I see this in my life personally, like when I'm really taking care of myself, like I can feel that everyone in my life benefits from that. When I'm not taking care of myself in the way that I know I should be, things are not, but it's this confidence, you know, I was talking to uh, one of my clients has PCOS and she's been told for her whole life that she's never going to be able to lose weight easy. She's always going to have acne. She's got to be on all these medications. And within like six weeks, she lost a huge percentage of weight and her skin started clearing up. And it's the first time she hasn't been on any medication. And she- And she said, she goes, you know, I know that I'm eating better. Like, I know that. But I also feel like I can do this. Like, I have the confidence back that was stripped from just everybody telling me, like, my body was, there was something broken and that it was just the way that it is. Oh, that's terrible. And sometimes, Katie, I feel like people speak about things that they're not knowledgeable enough to speak on. Like, yeah. you can't tell me I'm broken. Are you like, like, oh. I just also feel like they also sometimes speak. But yeah, it drives me nuts from a personal standpoint. Let's say it's someone else that was suffering from the same thing. Oh, you just have to, this is what you're dealt with. Like, no, no, no. And I love, I love that your yeah. client fought to find you and, and fought for her happiness. And now she can see it's proof, you know, it's yeah, proof and that. she was like crying because she was oh, like, no. but she's like, I'm not like sad. I'm like happy, but also like I'm crying because of, for my younger self. Yes. yes. And that's what I think is so valuable is just like, and uh, also I, I went to one of my corporate clients this week and this woman comes to like every month we have like a lunch and learn and she comes every month and we were talking a few months ago and she was like, I've been really trying to eat healthier. And she was like telling me all these things she was adding in. She's like, I just feel like worse and worse every day. And I'm like, when was the last time you went to your doctor and had like a full blood panel and they tested your thyroid? She's like, I recently, and they told me everything was normal. And I was like, it's not, you need to find a new doctor. Yep. And when you're in there, you need to not, you're basically go in there and say, I'm not leaving until you figure this out. And she came to the lunch and learn this week. And she's like, I just want to let you know that there was something really wrong with my thyroid. (laughs) I had to get a procedure done. And I have not felt this good in years. Wow. She's like, thank you for making me fight for myself. Wow. So here's a question. Because I've come across this too. Where, so like, you know, the healthcare system, it's, it's a money-making system. Mm -hmm. So you, I feel like there's two, I feel like it's very hard to find the happy medium, right? You may get a doctor that tells you to get all this stuff done that you may not really need. And then you may get a doctor and be like, you're fine. You don't need anything. How is a patient like, or I know you're not a doctor, but like in your mindset, how can a patient differentiate the two? You know what I mean? Like, how do I know what I need? There's a few things. I think we need to see more functional doctors that are not as specialized at first. Um, If you go to a specialist, 
unfortunately, they just know what they know. Yeah. But if you are going and you're trying to figure out what in totality is going on, I think a functional medicine doctor, a holistic, a naturopath, where they literally look at all areas of your life and then Mm -hmm. they can kind of hone in. And then I also really want us to be connected back to ourselves, right? Right. Intuitively, where, what is, what, how is, how is your body feeling? And we've been so disconnected, right? And we just become more and more disconnected with social media, Googling, like all of the things that distract us. And how can you become more connected to yourself? Like, is it going for a walk by yourself without a phone and just letting your, letting your brain chill for a little bit and ask yourself questions? I feel like how can you get more connected with yourself? How can you get more connected with our body? And I feel like it's almost deliberate the way that we've been kind of brought up to, as women especially, to just be totally disconnected from our bodies. Like, especially, I mean, I have not had a baby yet, but like a lot of my friends that have had children, they're like, it's become so medical, right? Like everything's become so medical. Even if you have a headache, it's become so medical rather Mm -hmm. than, Hey, how's my body feeling? Like, am I, am I tired? Am I putting myself to stay awake when I should just be sleeping? Right. right. Yes. I was just going to say that it's, it can be such, oh my gosh. I was, yes, I agree. Um, and I also think it goes back to stress, right? Like, so yeah. What, what's causing you to feel away and people don't tune in like that. They quickly just get the Tylenol or, you know, whatever a quick fix yeah and I think it's really important to know how you feel on a daily basis and if you're not feeling well or right like what's up like you should quickly be able to detect that I totally agree with you on that yeah and I think it's like obviously seek the right person for you and yeah you're gonna either like the doctor you're either gonna like me (laughs) right (laughs) like your bar teacher or not, you know, but find people that you feel empower you and then reconnect with yourself, like whatever that looks like. And it's challenging and to, to do that if you are not, if you don't know where to start, right? That's why I always like, just turn the phone off, go outside, be in nature, start listening because we know intuitively what, we might need right and don't be afraid to like push and push and push my favorite clients are the ones that question everything and that ask a lot of questions and just try it you know and don't be afraid to try things that are not a prescription because we've also gone so far that people forget that food is the best medicine oh I know oh my god I know um I love what you said because a lot of people, like someone just asked me recently, well, why do you exercise? So I feel like there's, I feel there's more of a change, but like I exercise because I love the way it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about aesthetics or, you know, and I love to be strong and feel that way. And so I feel like that's the same thing that goes with food or pretty much anything you do. How does it make you feel? And so like with back in the day when, you know, these crazy diets and 
but you felt like shit and you were moody oh, yeah. and you were like, oh my god so so freaking moody and I'm like why so did moody. I do that to myself <laughs> yeah because you're hungry <laughs> oh my god I was always hungry and I was yeah. eating I just wasn't eating things that actually nourished no. my body exactly exactly so that brings me to my next question um you deal with hormones a lot and there's so much information out there if you could give someone a cheat list of like the top five foods that would help I know every case is different, but that would help in a general case, their hormones. What would those top five foods be? Oh my God, they're probably all healthy fats, actually. <laughs> nice. So, I love your avocado tip. I've been doing that ever since I saw you post that on Instagram. Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> honestly, healthy fats. And I'm going to tell you why. So I would say healthy fats and actually eating breakfast. Um so first cheat sheet. So healthy fats are crucial for hormonal health. Um, if you feel that you're getting a lot of PMS, like whether that's extreme mood swings, you just feel really fatigued. If you feel hangry, like if you feel like your period's irregular, all of it, we need a lot more healthy fat. We need a minimum of six tablespoons a day, minimum. And I want you to eat more than that. But avocados, walnuts, salmon, we've got coconut oil, coconut butter, olives, olive oil. There's honestly less, I would say, healthy versions of fat that we can eat versus like there's a lot of unhealthy fat out there. Um, But the key is if you're craving the unhealthier version, it's usually because you need more healthy fats. Like, I, I love French fries and I eat them, but whenever I like out of the blue start craving French fries and I haven't gone near, like I haven't smelled them. I haven't seen someone eat them. I'm like, Oh, you need a little bit more healthy fat. Same thing with cheeseburgers. Like a lot of like, and I'm not saying you can't eat these things. I think we should enjoy our life and eat things that we like, but if you're Mm -hmm. like have intense cravings for those things, it's a good sign that your body needs more healthy fat. I what if you're craving sugar? I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah. just really need to, Yeah. I've heard so many different things about that. If you're craving like a brownie or a chocolate chip cookie, anything like that, so, what is that a sign of? It depends. So sugar cravings can be because you're not eating enough healthy protein. That could be uh-huh. one thing. Chocolate cravings are a little bit different. When you're craving chocolate, usually you need a little bit more magnesium or maybe iron or something like that in your body because real chocolate, cacao, has tons of magnesium. The reason why women, we crave chocolate is because when we eat it, we feel really, it kind of relaxes us a little bit. The problem is most of the chocolate we're eating is just dairy and sugar. So it's causing us to crave more sugar and we're not actually feeling satisfied with our chocolate craving. So Interesting. I like to add cacao. Like I add cacao nibs to my overnight oats. If I make a smoothie, I add cacao powder. Um, I eat chocolate every day and I buy chocolate bars that have cacao in it. Yeah. Um, my husband loves chocolate. So we always have chocolate in the house. But that so there's a difference. And I think it's important to know. And also sugar is energy, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of times we start craving these things around three o'clock. Or right before we go to bed, when our body just needs a break at three o'clock, like go outside, 
do some jumping jacks, eat nuts, <laughs> like, you know, get some, get, get your body some protein and get your body some energy. And at night, if you're craving the sugar, your body probably just needs to go to sleep. It's time to go to yes. bed. <laughs> yes. And I have That's a hard a time with tip. that because I, like, I feel like, love Netflix. I feel like you're in my house. Like, <laughs> that's a great tip, Katie. You're right because at the end of the day, like, I was just so tired. Like, it's like, no, I didn't really need that cookie or whatever. I was just tired because you're right. Like, I think I think because I'm always, like, forcing myself, I, I need to get more done. I need to get more done. And yeah. sometimes what I need to get done is sleep. Yes, And I think that's really hard for Americans and people that are like entrepreneurial or just like driven um, just to know sometimes you just need to sleep. Yeah. And I feel like I did not sleep well at all. Like growing up college, especially when I lived in New York, it wasn't until I moved out to LA that I started really valuing sleep and my body, the first year we lived here, it was so crazy. I would go to bed at like nine o'clock and in New York, I probably the earliest I ever went to bed was probably maybe ten thirty, um, and my husband was like, "Oh, okay," and I would go to bed at nine, <laughs> get up at like seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock, and he's like, "You're sleeping a lot," and I'm like, "I know, it's insane," and it was like almost a year to the day after we moved there, and then my body just like reset, and I just needed eight hours of sleep again. So did you just naturally go to bed earlier when you moved out there? Was it the environment? Was it that you felt less stressed? Like what? what I don't know. I think it honestly is being by the ocean. Yeah. It relaxes me. Like Uh I love New York. It's my favorite place. But every time I go there, I'm like wired. I'm like the energizer bunny. I like can't (laughs) stop. Um, So I think it's just like there's it's a different place. It's a different different environment, different place. Um, but it was just interesting. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I finally, and then I'm like, I need to have better sleep habits, right? Like no cell phone near the bed, right? Actually go to bed like at the, around the same time every night. So yeah. at the same time, I was really focusing on the sleep because I'm like, I think this is the missing piece to a lot of different things (laughs) you're right no you're right and I I feel like for most people it could be so simple as that you know from water to sleep like those simple lifestyle tricks that really like change your entire life and it it totally does and then sorry that's interrupt I want to mention the breakfast thing one quick second because I didn't elaborate yeah um so with breakfast as women it's really important to eat within an hour of waking up because it helps us do two things throughout the day one, it balances our blood sugar so that we're not craving caffeine and sugar to make us like run, right? To actually make, keep right. us alive. <laughs> and then it also keeps our cortisol, which is our bitchy bossy hormone, regulated. <laughs> I love that. AKA. <laughs> yes. So if we're waking up and not eating, rushing around, getting out of the house, jumping on the subway, getting in the car, getting, getting to work, getting bombarded with emails or running into conferences, like you're running on empty. So your mm-hmm. cortisol is going to be really high. So all day yeah. you're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel like your body's overreacting. You're going to crave caffeine and sugar and your blood sugar's off. So you're going to be hangry. Yep. And what normally happens is that we just feel like crap. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And then you think you need more coffee or you yep. need more sugar and you it never gets 
solidified. Yeah. Like, so you're just like, yeah. So my question, um, oh my God, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> so last question. And then I would love for you to share with everybody what you have going on and how they can find you. But my last question is, and I hear this often, I've heard a couple of things. Um, a lot of people like to start their day with a smoothie or a juice. And some people that I've met in the industry said you should really start with something warm because something warm helps to rev up the digestive system. And ideally, you should start with lemon water um, or room temperature water or hot lemon water or just hot water. So I'd love to know. I've heard apple cider vinegar you should start the day with. So I'd love to know what your take is on that. Yeah. So, again, it's it's personalized. Like, how's your digestion? Like, do we need like what's going on that way? I feel like to bring it back to basics and really simple terms, wake up and drink as much water as you possibly can because that is what's going to give you energy. I personally hate cold water. I hate ice water. I always drink like room temperature or even like hot water. But yeah. that's a preference thing. Um, we must have protein, healthy fats, and fiber. So if you're just having a juice in the morning, you're probably getting too much sugar. Mm-hmm. So you can have the juice, but make sure you're having food along with that whereas a smoothie it's a little bit easier to get the protein and the fat and the fiber in there than it right. is with this with the juice but we've got to look at you individually and be like what's happening in your morning like we've got how much time do you have how much time have you allotted to actually eat and drink water in the morning most of the time nobody actually schedules that out right they just know right. how much time it takes to shower, get dressed, and leave. <laughs> right. So true. The first thing we've got to look at is, okay, we just need five minutes. So where can we find that five minutes? Where can we find that those five minutes? And let's start with the basics. If you're already waking up and drinking water and eating breakfast, try lemon with your water, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe have like lemon ginger. You can add a little apple cider vinegar. I just think it depends on like where you're at. Because so often I feel like we see like all these big things like, oh, I should be doing lemon in my water. I should be doing apple cider vinegar. And I'm like, are you drinking water? (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. So we've got to kind of start. We have to like, the way that I, with my business, I like really meet people where they're at. Right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we just start adding you into the equation and you into your health into the equation. Maybe we work up to like getting the lemon in the water or the apple cider vinegar, but most of the time I'm just happy that they're drinking water in the morning and they're having less caffeine and they're actually eating food right. versus all the other things, which of course they're all, they have tons of health benefits. Right. But when you're thinking about a really busy woman who just needs to take care of herself much more in a deeper more nourishing way I kind of really try to take it back to the basics um because those are honestly the things that we forget to do the most you're right it's just so yeah again I think that is like the top the 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 hook for our entire interview it's that (laughs) simple (laughs) yeah really is um well I've loved chatting with you this has just been amazing and I think I need to have you back on but (laughs) Oh, I'd love I to. would love for you to share with everybody where they can find you, your Instagram handle, um, and just 
Yes. So I, you can find me at Katie Brussack. That's all social media website. And it's the last name is B as in boy, R E double S as in Sam, A C K. So just katiebrussack.com. And then all my Instagram and Facebook handles are the same. And lots of ways you can find me. And then if you would like to work with me, you know, you can schedule a complimentary session. I have a group program that runs a few times a year that's five weeks, totally dedicated to your hormonal health. And any way that you need support, just reach out and we can have a conversation and I can let you know if the group program would be a good fit or if you need some more individual personalized attention. Thank you so much, Katie. Guys, contact Katie. She's amazing. And everybody, thank you so much. Tune thank in next you. Week for the next episode. Katie, I can't wait to have you back on. Yes, I would be so excited to do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.